I have experiences. We all have experiences to share and talk to other people about and with, and there's value there, right? Because no matter how many times you hear something, it could take the hundredth time. It doesn't matter who says it. It could take that hundredth or a thousandth time for you to hear it for it to just click, for it to just click in your head and that sense of peace and clarity, realization. In business, you want to consistently attract incredible people, grow at an accelerated rate, and create a unique competitive advantage. The goal, it isn't to just be the best, but is to be the favorite, the favorite in the eyes, the mind, and the heart of your customer. To stay competitive in today's world, you want to build a business where people want to come to work and where they have a chance to be great at doing what they love the most. And you accomplish that by leading through values. Because when you lead through values, people excel, profits increase, and your brand becomes more human. Now make sure you download your free guide at leadthroughvalues.com. I'm James Mayhew, your Chief Culture Officer, and you're listening to Lead Through Values. Well, hey everyone, this is James, your Chief Culture Officer, trainer, and host of this podcast, which is called Lead Through Values. Now, you have uh, an opportunity to meet somebody that I think is just an exceptional person, and you're going to love his energy and his enthusiasm. And the name of my guest today is Mitchell Dean Harris. And so Mitchell and I actually connected on LinkedIn probably a year or so ago, uh, certainly within the last several months. I kept seeing his posts. Uh, they're very inspiring. And you know that's what I want in my newsfeed. And so I'm really excited to have a chance to talk with him today about his positivity, about learning, about growth, and just like taking advantage of, of opportunities that come your way. So on that note, I get really fired up when I get to talk about human behavior and human performance, because each of you have magnificent talents to bring into the world. And those gifts are, are all around like these four areas that I, this is how I work with my clients, right? Four areas in which people are gifted, how you build relationships with others, how you approach your work, how you communicate the, the way you prefer to be communicated with and the way you think and make decisions. But here's the thing. Sometimes we misuse those gifts and other times people misinterpret or misunderstand those gifts. And when that happens, teams aren't capitalizing on the capabilities that are there. So that's why I built my business uh, around giving clients a competitive advantage by understanding those magnificent talents that they have within their teams throughout their company. And we use that to drive performance excellence. Now, if you'd like to learn more about that kind of training for your organization, which can be done in person or virtual, by the way, here's what you can do. I think the best way is I'd love to have a conversation with you. So pick up the phone and give me a call. My phone number is 319-929-2604. That rings me direct. And I'm not going to do a pitch or any kind of pressure to get you to buy some. That's not what this is. This is about starting a conversation that might lead to us working together that could change the future of your business. Now, if that's the case, I really do hope to hear from you. Uh, and you can learn about that training uh, or, or any of those trainings by going to my website, which is jamesmayhew.com. So, uh, Mitchell, man, it's back to you now. You're in the hot seat here. I am excited to meet or to have our listeners meet you. 
And I'm going to learn something. I know every time that I have uh, met with you, we just talked what we we've had conversations four or five different times. And there is a mutual like thing. I, I gain stuff from you. I, I hope you know that, but set us up here. Tell us a little bit about you and your career journey, like whatever you want to share. Yeah. I mean, first of all, I, I love your intro. Your intro is insane. If you, if you were <laughs> just talking about your intro alone, the values that, that come through are just so it's, it's amazing. This is, this is why I love listening to you. Your <laughs> podcast is amazing. Just talking to you every time is amazing. Um, having connected with you, you, you mentioned that my newsfeed was filled with positivity and stuff that you connected with, man, yours was like, I see it. I'm just like, there it is. Like, that's what I need to follow. I need to fill my newsfeed with stuff like that. So I, I love yeah. it. I love it. High Thank five, you. man. Thank you. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> awesome. And, and so my journey is, is that everyone has their journey and people have their, their conceptions that society places on us, that this is what you're supposed to do. This is what we expect of you. And, and sometimes we can dictate that. And other times it, it life dictates that for us. And, you know, I, I originally thought I was going to be in nonprofit my whole life. And, and I started out there and, and d- did, you know, about five years, and a bunch of that was volunteer. And then I did full year employed and, you know, things change doors open. Uh, I did a shift, uh, then worked for New York city department of health and mental hygiene for, for about three years. And that was amazing. I was meant to be there for that amount of time. I thought I was going to be there longer, but you know, again, things happen. COVID happened and things shift. We have to pivot, be open-minded, see what doors there are. Sometimes we have to open the doors ourselves and, and mm. break, you know, you have to be willing to ask the question, which is a challenge in itself. A lot of people, you know, the, the power of asking a simple question, a lot of people shy from it. Um, mm. but, but it's important. It's important. And anyway, so I did that for about three years and then I found myself at this incredible company and that I'm so grateful to be at, but that isn't the focus of the conversation, but I'm so, so grateful to be, be working for a company called JustWorks. And, uh, yeah, so here well, we are and, and so grateful to be here. My first yeah. podcast ever with the one, the only <laughs> James Mayhew. Here we go. Let's go. Let's go. The, so, yeah, I just need to put up. you I'm on. Fired up. I'm sorry. All right, here we go. I had to share that. I just need to put you on retainer and have you go and introduce me all the time at places. That's awesome. I love it, man. <laughs> Boost love my it. confidence like that. Oh, hey, uh, uh, we, we can record talking... something later and, and I'll send it to you. <laughs> so we were that's talking what it's a few about. I'm ago. sorry, real, real quick. That's what it's about, though. Mindset. Mindset, right? Yeah. Gonna, I'm sure we're going to talk more about that. But, but, you know, what do you do every day? What messages are you putting in your mind? What, what do you see? What content are, are you absorbing? So we're going to get into that, I'm sure. I'm sure because we always do. Well, let's do it right now. Let's, let's tear go. that Band-Aid right off. Let's talk let's about go. mindset because here, yeah. here's the thing. Mindset guides your behaviors, doesn't it? Absolutely. I mean, I mean it, it, it's like I always say this. Values drive your behaviors or your actions, and then those actions determine your results. 100% believe that. But, yeah. but alongside those values... If, if we're stressed, if we're overwhelmed, if, if we're in a toxic environment, it's really tough to live values out. It really is. Oh, and yeah. so, right. So it. like mindset's got to be a driver behind that. Absolutely. Because at the end of the day, our mental well-being, mental and physical well-being, if that's not in check, it's, it's uh, you know, it's compared to a cup. If your cup is, is full, you're able to give to others. Right. But if you're you're stressed, you're overworked, you're not taking care of yourself physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, then that cup has less and less. And if you have nothing left to give, then where where is the value and where is the appreciation in, in the day to day? 
So, so exactly. You, you really need to, the mindset, right? It leads it, all these things. We have to create our days. Our, you know, we get so, the routines of our life get set for a long amount of time. And then every once in a while, we get to wake up like, okay, I need to change this routine in my life a little bit. And a lot of that is the, the things we consume, actual mm-hmm. food and, and, and substance, as well as, uh, you know, material knowledge and stuff like that. You know, uh, the positivity has to outweigh the negativity. You know, what are you feeding your mind? Oh, my gosh. Well, so I'll, I'll date myself going back into the 80s when the expression garbage in, garbage out. Maybe that was the early 90s, you know, came to be and, and how precise that is. If we if we just have a mindset of, you know, of garbage in or we or we just collect garbage in, that's going to impact the mindset. We're going to not be at our best self. You know, it's like I said at the beginning, magnificent talents. Each person has it. And. The unfortunate truth is, is that some people's mindset restricts those talents from become from coming into the world, right? They they maybe never in their life really tap into what's there. And let's let's and, let's just talk about that just for a moment. Yeah, you know, and that's at no fault of their own, because the way that right is that where you're going. With that. I would agree with that most of the time. Most of okay. them, yeah, no fault of their own at first. We do right. have a say in our lives, what we contribute, and we do have some direction, a dictation towards that direction. But at the same time, it, at, at the same time, it's important to recognize and understand and realize, you know, there are obstacles in today's society that are placed in front of us that we need to overcome. Mm. And, and so that's important, recognize that. And so people, you know, because we have so much pressure that we put on ourselves, that society puts on us, that sometimes we need to remember, you know what? By design, that's how society is. But after you recognize that, just like anything negative that happens in your life, it's it's important to recognize it, feel it for the healthy amount of time, but then move on, right? Mm, and, absolutely. And so, so I wanted to share that 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 for those who aren't tapping into their talents, it you know it's it's not that you haven't tapped in yet and you never will. It's that you absolutely can. And let's start today. Les Brown one of my favorite speakers to listen to in the whole world. Cause, and you know, you've heard him, right? I, I was fortunate. My wife took me to see him for my birthday years ago. Oh, he, wow. Yeah. He spoke in, at a, an event in New Jersey. So I got to meet, Les, not, not meet him, but see him on the stage. I love his laugh is epic. His laugh. Oh yes. my God. You gotta, it's oh, infectious. I love it. Yeah. Oh, it's incredible. Well, he has a, he, there's a speech that he gave and it was at a manpower conference. And I don't know how many years ago it was. And I believe it was in that one. Cause I've listened to a number of his things where he said the richest place in the world isn't the, the diamond mines in, in Africa or the oil fields in the middle East or in, you know, certain parts of the world. He said the richest place in the world is a cemetery. cemetery and yep. man, I'm, I'm it punches you, you right go back a few seconds, but you'll see I'm out the grave or cemetery, <laughs> you know, and that's, and that's the thing is because that's where dreams, unfulfilled right things here, have right died. It does. Yeah. It'll make you, when you hear that, and if yeah. you've been wrestling, you've been holding something back and there's that thing that that's in your heart. And I believe it's a vision that's that's divinely inspired often. Right. Whether you want to buy into that or not, that's my opinion of it, is that if you don't bring that into the world and it ends up going with you because either die before, like nobody expects to wake up and this is going to be my last day on Earth. Right. That's just most people don't have that. Right. But but when he said the richest place in the world is cemeteries, because that's where books that were never written, cures that were never discovered, music that was never composed, 
like inventions, solutions that never got brought to the world because somebody didn't have an opportunity to step into those talents. What an impactful statement, right? And and it's sometimes I think we need to be smacked in the face with something that brutally honest to get us to go, okay, I'm not going to settle for just okay anymore. Like we have one life. There's no undo button anywhere involved in it. Mm. And we need to have a sense of urgency about bringing our gifts to the world. And I think like, that's what I get when I see you and I see like your motivation. I see the ambition, the drive that you have, or people like you, Mitchell, like that's amazing to me. And I want to first celebrate it. And then the next thing is, is like, how can I help you get there? I want to know that. So I'm writing celebrate it. Oh, there's so much with that. But I also want to say, let, let's, let's be real. We're being real this whole time, but let's get, let's get uh, vulnerable. I'm going to get a little vulnerable here. All right. When it comes to self-doubt, we all have self-doubt. When it comes to Absolutely. that negative self-talk, that negative self-talk, we all have that. But how we let that dictate our lives. And when I was younger, that dictated my life a lot. It prevented me from doing things and enjoying and appreciating the moment because of that, that self-doubt, uh, that negative self-talk and anxiety and different forms. And when you asked me to speak with you, uh, you know, I, I was like, I, I'd love to, but, but the fear, right. Mm-hmm. And in the past I'd, I'd, I'd be with that fear and let's sit with that fear and just stay there mm-hmm. over time. Things like feel the fear, but do it anyway. You know, false evidence appearing real things like that. Yes. Form. Yes. And, and the more, you know, cause you said smack in the face, right. Mm-hmm. when you said that we're talking about the cemetery living or, you know, people living their lives, that's, that's where things of value and great worth get buried. You know, it made me think, you know, so, so how do you, how do you change this mindset? How do you change your attributes? Right. So smack in the face. So, so just like things like the negativity and anxiety or, or negative self-talk smacks you in the face all the time. How do you change that? So when I, when you, again, when you asked me to speak with you, I'm like, who, who am I? Like, why, why should, why should I have the honor and privilege to speak with you? And one thing that for years I've been working on and continuously as things change in life, continue to work on that negative self-talk. So when that thought pops in my head, I do that. I smack, I don't literally smack myself in the face, but I, I kind of have that proverbial, right? Like stop, right. see that big stop. One, two, three, this is going to be good. This is going to be great. I mean, great hands. I have experiences. We all have experiences to share and talk to other people about and with, and there's value there, right? Because no matter how many times you hear something, it could take the hundredth time. It doesn't matter who says it. It could take that hundredth or a thousandth time for you to hear it for it to just click, for it to just click in your head and that sense of peace and clarity, realization, right? So I wanted to, I wanted to share some of that, you know, while we're talking about being smacked in the face by certain things and and life, the journey of life, right? We're talking about that and how can we create that journey in a more favorable way, more enjoyable way, more a way that at the end of the day, we could be like, I'm happy. Today was a great day. Why was it great? Well, I woke up for starters, right? You said, who, who knows if they're going to, who knows when it's their last day? We don't. So starting off saying, ah, I'm grateful to, to have another day. And now some days suck. You're just not in the mood, right? And you could sit with that. And some days Go for it. Some days sit and sit with that. Hit that snooze button. But but most days I hope that people can say, you know what? That's the negative self-talk. Let's say stop. One, two, three. Say something good that I'm going to accomplish today, or say something good that you feel about yourself and and dictate your day, your life, because we have a huge amount of control and say in that. 
So I just had to go on that tangent a bit because you know, this, this whole conversation is just going to be a rolling tangent. It's, it's all good. I love love when words come out of your mouth, I, my stream of consciousness goes racing. So I'm going (laughs) to, I'm going to let you speak a bit more. (laughs) Well, so, so when I think about mindset, right. I think one of the, you hit gratitude, which I think is absolutely crucial to have. And there are times when like, I'll share with you, like, I'm not grateful about some of those things. Like I can see what I don't have or what, what I want, or I can even Mm. let envy get into places at times. And I promise you, I'm going to say, I'm going to say something that I haven't ever said on a podcast before. I don't think. Um, So I started this journey of being self-employed when I decided to resign from what I would consider my dream job. And it took me about a year to like bounce back from that um, because I was kind of dabbling, trying to figure out, can I do this? Because I had all of those doubts, all those fears, all those limits, all the imposter syndrome was there. Yeah. And I was, I was shaken. And I, I don't think I realized that until later. Like I was like, okay, I feel relief. Everything is good, but I, I had little direction and gratitude became a huge piece of that. I started to like, I'm a man, like I I have strong faith and I know you do too. Um, uh, but, but the gratitude and then the mindset, the decision to choose each day to be joyful. Yeah. The thing I was going to say that I haven't shared that from 2016, 17, 18, and 19, somewhere into that range. This, what I'm doing right now to build a business from scratch in the space that I'm doing is incredibly hard. And I think it's also like some limits that I have in my own brain to get out of the way. Here's what I'm going to say. I wanted to quit a thousand, if not 10,000 times. And that meant multiple times a day. Guarantee you. I hit some really, really low spots because bank accounts don't lie. Right. And you're like, you're working your tail off and you're not seeing the returns and you're burning through cash. The safety net goes away. And now I'm faced with what do I do? Like, do I give up on this? And if I give up on this today, am I going to regret this moment, that moment five years later? I know I am. So all I can do is like you talked about your company has grit and integrity. I'm sorry, grit. And then the way you said integrity, which was, which was magnifying the word grit there. Like you have to press forward. You've got to continue to move forward. Now I'm going to say this in 2020, when everything came off the the tracks, 2020 was going to be a breakout year. And in one day I'm getting email notifications. I'm getting phone calls, the speaking engagement we're having to cancel. I totally understand. You know, I'm gracious about those things, but it's like, whoa, I'll double down that year. And at the end of 2020, what I did is I doubled down on training and investing in my own growth and systems. That was a choice. That was a mindset because everything was pointing back to fear. You're going to screw it up. You're going to go bankrupt potentially. Like the worst things start to materialize in your brain. At the end of 2020, um, I was invited. I was in a networking group and, and I was just invited to share something. And I said, guys, I just had a revelation this morning in this group that I wanted to quit a thousand or 10,000 times over the last several years, but not once in 2020, not once when it was the hardest year that I ever want to quit. And now like, that's been a catapult that's mindset, you know, yeah. that's um, so, so that to me is what you were bringing out. Like 
this is the stuff that you feed me that, that makes me want to like share those things. So yeah. Mitchell, thank you. Like that's fun. It's fun to share it. And thank you because, you know, when you share these struggles, huh, um, Gary Vaynerchuk, one of his videos is, is uh, he just says uh, document, right? I don't know the exact quote, but he says document yes. the journey or, or whatever yes. the words are. And that's so important because people who become successful, right? Most people don't look at them and be like, oh, but they struggled so much. Like they just see they're successful and they don't think of the step and step and step and thought they had to challenge and thought they had to fight and push, right? All these negative self, self um, internal dialogue that comes. Most people don't think, oh, but they had these challenges, right? They just see how they are successful. And you're sharing the journey right now, mm. um, right? You're sharing what you went through, right? And everyone has their different challenges that happen. And I can guarantee that that wasn't the only challenge, the business, right? So much the past year plus has been a challenge on, on everyone's way of thinking, everyone's way of life, and so for you to share just one component of the challenge that you went through, right? That's the journey. Yeah. And the journey is so important. And I thank you for sharing the journey because it makes, it makes people who, who do eventually get to some, whatever that somewhere is, their vision more real, right? It's not, you're not a mythical creature of sorts. You're someone who went through it. You put the work in. How does it happen? Well, look at my posts on LinkedIn for years and years. Look at the number of podcasts I put. Look at the number of engagement I did. I intentionally wanted to put out the things that you're putting out, right? Like mm -hmm. you intentionally put out the values that you want to share and the way people can live those values, not just talk about it, right? right. Uh, don't, just, don't just talk about it. Walk it too, right? Be real about it. Not yeah. like you talk about it, but, but yeah. actualize it. Mm -hmm. So important, so important. So, so when you share more of the steps like you're sharing, it makes it more real. It makes it more relatable, understandable, and, and it, it can motivate a lot of people to hear those parts. Absolutely. You, you are an amazingly positive person and I love being around positive people. Uh, yeah. So, so talk to me, like, how is, is that a mindset? Is that a, is that one of your strengths? Um, why are you like, what makes you wired to be such a positive person? Like what, yeah. what do you get from it? What, what, what makes it so prominent? That, that is a journey right? So how do you become positive? I wasn't always positive, right? It, it was literally, again, as I mentioned, in my teenage years, I, I had anxiety, different bouts of depression. And during those times, I can remember when I was early teenage years, my mom would, would take my brothers and I to Barnes and Nobles. And I, I would go to the self-help section here. Here you have like a 10, 11 or 12 year old going to the self-help section, getting psych books on psychology and, and stuff like that. And not only that, going on YouTube and searching motivation, inspiration and listening to the, you know, you mentioned Les Brown. Yeah. I've listened to him so many times. I love, I love that, that bit he talks about when he gets in that, that uh, his first gig at, as a disc jockey. Yes. You know? it's a great he, oh man. How he even became to, how he even got a chance to work there. Right. He went to the guy every morning and mm -hmm. was like, you know, just want to see, maybe this happened, maybe this, you know, so listening to him over hundreds of hours, listening to people like Tony Robbins, being fortunate to go to one of Tony Robbins's, uh, his, his conferences, listening to people like Jim Rohn, right? Mm -hmm. So again, going to what content are you feeding your mind? And that is how I, I've been able to gain this type of positivity because again, we have a choice and there've been too many times that I've, I've allowed the, the negative self-talk to take the wheel. And I'm trying to allow my optimism, positivity, take that wheel more, 
and, and understanding how does mindfulness play a role in that, right? And, and understanding how do you change habits? How do you change routines? How do you do these things? And yeah, I, I, I'd like to think that overall uh, throughout the day, I'm, I'm much more positive than negative, but I'm a, I'm a person and, and some days I'm not having it. Yeah. And, that's, and that's normal and that's okay. And that's important. You know, one of the things that we spoke about the other, the other week, I'm going to just pull it up right here. When you talk about this, you know, model and talking about oh, yeah. different behaviors and different people's personalities, I think it's really important for me to mention that I really try to be mindful of who I'm speaking with. And right now I'm speaking with, with an incredible you, an incredible James Mayhew. Oh man, I get pumped when I say your name. <laughs> Uh, and and <laughs> your energy is, is I, I feel like you, you're a safe space. You're a space that allows it, that appreciates it, that values it, but not everyone does. So when we talked about disc behaviors and different personalities, it's important to be self-aware and know when you have to tweak that down a little bit. So right now I know it's good, but I'm bringing it down a little bit to say that sometimes that's not for everyone. So this podcast, this episode might be like someone's listening to be like, nah, forget it. <laughs> because this is too much for me and, and that's okay. You know, I, in, in the transition of my job recently, you know, I was very fortunate to have a lot of my colleagues share some really nice things about me. And one of the, one of the thing that came up a lot was Mitch, when I first met you, I thought you were so fake. Mm. I, 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 the way you said, hello, I thought, is there something wrong? They, they said to me, they thought there was something wrong with them. The way I said, hello, with the optimism and the, the positivity. And they realized over time, day after day, after a few months, they're like, you know what? I think he's real. <laughs> I think this is genuinely who this person is. And so, so it's just interesting. But, but what I wanted to bring up, I wanted you to tell everyone, what, what was your analogy with the clock on the disc? I love this. I love this. If you could, if you could share it, if you haven't already in the past, share it again. Yeah, no, I, I can. I, I, it was, I was retelling a story that a client had shared with me who, yeah. um, who was in a company and he was invited into the executive room to share uh, a piece of, uh, you know, a project or something like that. And he went into the, he went into the room and he marvel. He was kind of marveling at his ability to communicate what, what he thought everybody was saying. And he lacked some awareness on reading the people in the room. So he came out feeling on cloud nine, I've delivered. It's an awesome thing. His, his boss came to him and said, I got to change the name. I, I'm just to say bill. Okay. Bill, what, what were you doing in that room today? And Bill was like, it was, yeah, it was great. You know, what do you think? He's like, Bill, we, we asked you what time it was and you taught, told us how to build a clock. It was a huge miss because, because Bill came in trying to be something he wasn't, he wanted to impress. He wasn't there to be like he, he didn't stay in his lane. Like that day, his job was to come in and just be kind of succinct. This is the piece that we're working on. And he came in with a lack of awareness, a lack of humility, honestly. And this is what he was admitting to me. And I was like, I am going to put that in my pocket because there's a lot of like that. Re, we can all relate to that. I've made that mistake before. I've come in oh, trying yeah. to create a posture of something other than what it is. And, and it's, and it's, like we need to get that level of feedback. And sometimes feedback, this is why people get weirded out by feedback is because it can hurt. It can be painful, but it's also necessary to our development, to our growth. 
I love that story. <laughs> I absolutely love it because when we're talking about messaging and intentions and, and how it gets across, how it's received, self-awareness is so important. And, and you just mentioned feedback, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, my, my thoughts on feedback go like this, you know, a lot of, interestingly, recently I've had a few people said, are you open to feedback? Right. So to even have someone ask me, are you open to some feedback right now was incredible. Because if you're not open to the feedback, then it's not a good time to say it. Because feedback is often going to be sometimes critical, right? Constructive criticism. Can I give you some constructive criticism on that? Yeah. Even though you're saying constructive criticism, if, how is it going to be received? And, and so what I tell my colleagues or, or friends is, you know, I know you. And I, I, I want you to share these things with me because I know you're coming from a loving place, a place where you want to see me grow, develop, and become better than the current version that I am. Oh, wow. I love that. Right. So you if know, we're and, able to appreciate and recognize when that feedback's coming and, but also internalize and recognize sometimes people don't want that feedback. So if we're ever going to give someone constructive criticism, we need to be careful how we say that and present to be like, I like you. I like you. I'm more than just like, I love you. I care for your development. I care for your growth. I have a few thoughts I want to share with you. Are you open to it now? If not, not a problem. Because I know it, timing is so important on these things too, not just the messages, but the timing and the intention. It's, it's so many things that come together. Check this out. I just, I got to share this because um, I do. agree with everything that you just said. And, and I think the key was somebody asked you, can I, is this a good time? Can I, get, they're asking for permission. Now there are times, however, because I'm working with leaders primarily when the leader has to just give it right. So there's, yeah. I, we created, I do a training called accelerate and this is module three giving and receiving feedback. And at the end of that, like every module ends up, you have a cheat sheet. Here's the cheat sheet. Here's how to enter into this. And so there's, there's um, it's a kind of a matrix. And so on the top row, it's, so it's a four, four boxes, right? So you draw a square, slice it into quarters. The top row is developmental style of feedback. So that's collaborative and investigative. The bottom row is like, this is directive style feedback. This is corrective or informative, meaning how do we prevent this from happening again? What went wrong? Or Mitchell, I need to let you know something that you're coming across not genuine or you know whatever it might be. Um, you came across this way, you thought you were doing this. I need to let you know. So that's that that's two or two different styles, but four different different methods to approach giving feedback with somebody. But the best companies, the best companies have a culture of feedback where it's normalized, that it's not only at the annual review or it's only when not somebody screwed up. The best companies do it because they've taught people that feedback is also recognizing an appreciation of greatness. And we teach people like in this training, I teach people, let the wind be the wind. Like there's so many times we just overdo it. So like, I just wanted to share that because uh, um, you start in the middle of that box. You go, what am I, you got to think with the end in mind, what am I trying to accomplish here? Then, then that kind of drives the urgency and the tone of the meeting. You got to establish those things. And there's Absolutely. times when it's perfectly acceptable to say, can I give you, is this a good time? And then there's times that a leader basically has to say, hey, I need to do this with you right now. Like, because it needs to be immediate. It shouldn't happen three weeks later or right. six months later. And the day-to-day -day interactions you have with people dictate and, and allow those shifts because 
they'll know who are you at the core. And yeah. then, so everyone's small, if something happens where they might be shorter or quicker to the point, hopefully that person says, you know what, I hope they're, that person's okay. Or hope whatever their situation is good and know that it's not about necessarily them. Sometimes they might have to look inward and, and uh, work on something. Other times it's not always about them, but these are important things. And when you were just talking about recognizing, sorry about that. Uh, when you were just talking about um, recognizing and celebrating, that reminds me, you know, when we spoke, I think you said, you know, about a year ago, this is our first conversation. I took, I took a lot of notes. Oh I'm my so, goodness. Look at that. That's awesome. <laughs> oh, that's, that's just page one. I've got another page <laughs> or two. Um, and, and you were just talking and it reminded me, it's amazing what things the mind remembers, hmm. isn't it? It reminded me, I'm like, there's definitely something I wrote down from our conversation a year ago. And I just turned back a page. And I'm like, here it is. Recognize the good and be specific when you do. Tie it back to a company value. Mm-hmm. And like, when you said that, that, that just it stuck out to me. I had to write it down. And that recognize the good, going back to something you, you mentioned earlier, how, how do we celebrate it, right? We have to celebrate the, the, the small things. If we only celebrate the big things, we're missing out, right? Going again, we don't know when's our last day. So live in the moment, right? Mindfulness. Try to practice mm. that more. You know, um, for those watching the video, this device right here, right? The phone, technology, it takes us away from the present moment. There's some beautiful things about a phone. Absolutely. But I think on an overall scale, I think we need to detach us from it a bit more. Put that phone away. Separate and be more in the moment. Celebrate those small things, those small moments. Oh man, this is good Mitchell, stuff. Mitchell, you're a, you're you're a young person to me, all right? You're you're 20 years younger than me, roughly. I'm I'm guessing in there. What what I'm just want to say here is that it's really, it's it's encouraging, it's uplifting, it's inspiring to me when I meet young people that understand this stuff at such a high level. Because uh, just tell you straight up. I, at your age, I don't, I know I couldn't have communicated it that way. I think there were certain things that I recognized, but I wasn't, I wasn't around this stuff enough. I was, um, uh, at that time I would have been, um, I've always been kind of a, a solopreneur entrepreneur. So it, uh, at your time I was, um, probably in photography actually, um, or moving out of photography into design work and print shop and, you know, that's my background, which is crazy to see now that it, it led me to where I, what I do now. Um, but you have a coaching mindset. I think I remember telling you that before you have a coaching mindset, you have a development mindset and you, you bring out the best in people. And I promise you, the more that you continue to do that, it's going to help your career get wherever it wants to go. Right. That's the, that's a zig thing, right? <laughs> people you help get what they want you get what you want, you know? Yeah. And, and, and honestly, here's the thing. I and that's where problem. I feel alive, by the way, that's where I feel alive. Like I feel alive when I'm able, when I'm in a position where I could speak to someone who feels a little bit stuck or like, ah, oh, man, I, I, you know, I'm doing a lot of phone calls these days. And someone's like, it was just a bad call. And I said, that's just one call. You know, I, yeah. I, I get on the phone with them for five minutes and I, I take over for a little bit and just, just start saying you're doing amazing. Cause they are, they're, they're doing something like, and just focusing on that. And that's where I feel alive. And I feel uh, it's a place that I, I enjoy. And so, yeah, I, I do see sometime, you know, in my life, that's somewhere I want to go. Um, and I learn, you got to learn. And the more you learn, the more you feel more confident and able to do that. You know, I think it's the journey. 
you know, but continue. Sorry, I cut you off. No, there. no, no. This is so good, right? Um, you, well, I, I, you just reminded me of something I wanted to point out. Uh, a few minutes ago, you were talking about when you meet somebody and they can be um, skeptical of your energy, your optimism, your positivity because of the way you say hi to them. And then they spend time with you and they realize, man, this is how he is. This is good. This is how. But, but so, you know, here's the thing. People feel that way because it is uncommon. It's rare. And just imagine how much more if, if we could get people to, um, I don't know, step out of the, the discomfort that they have or the pain. You know how many times people are in some sort of pain or crisis, whether it's relational, financial, spiritual, uh, health, uh, it, it, there's so many different ways that we could be in some form of crisis, right? Absolutely. You talked about the mindset, uh, and and when you can be that person that just brings life into a room and like an inner light kind of radiates from you through your words and the way you treat people, it's uncommon. And those are people that are are either hurt or maybe they're just wired to be a little skeptical of it, like. I'll, to be fully honest with you, there's times when I meet people like that. I'm like, okay, I, I want to see it over and over. Right. I want, right. I, I'm going to, I need to know that, that it's actually real. So that you're not, I don't want to feel like I'm being taken advantage of or being manipulated because Absolutely. we all have. And so like, that's such a huge thing is, is when you meet people, you get invested in who they are and you're not trying to do anything more than just be curious about them and get to know them. You do that so well. Thank you. Thank you. And it goes to how do you want to live your life? And, and there's so much that you could do. And again, going to culture, right? Talking about culture, cult, talking about values and what you surround yourself with affects your, your inner well-being and your mindset and stuff. So to me, I like to be, I like to be involved in creating, you know, the, the feng shui, <laughs> you know, like, right? like what, what, what ways can we uplift the atmosphere that we're working, the people that we're interacting with on a daily basis to the point where, you know, work doesn't have to be something that I have to do, right? Mm. I, oh, I have to go to work today, right? Right. I have to do this. I have to do that. And, and we, we all naturally feel that way at times. Um, but, but sometimes if, you, if, if you're able to, if you're in an environment that allows it, that appreciates it, that lets it grow and be cultivated, then it's, I, I get to go to work and be with these great people. And then I get to go home and whoever you have at home, you know, spend time with them. And, and so, you know, it, it, again, we, we have a, a significant amount of say in how our lives are lived. Um, there are people who, you know, that will interact with that. We can't, we, we shouldn't try to change people, right? If they're open to it, we'll see that opportunity if we're aware of it, self-aware and, and emotionally and working on our emotional intelligence, you know, constantly challenging the self in a way that becomes more open-minded and, and looking at the other person and includes, well, what might their perspective or experience be at this point in time? And really incorporating that and in how we then interact with them. When I say, now you get my mind rolling on things, but there was something that you said at the beginning, which was the power of one question. Mm. <laughs> talk to me, talk yeah. to me, because oh, when we start down that path of the power of one question, yeah, what's your experience? Oh man. Oh man. Are you asking the question or are you being asked the question? Let's start there. I'm typically the one asking the question. Yeah. That's typically been me. 
so important. I, I read a while ago, like, you know, how do you, how do you get more comfortable asking one more question, you know, or, or, you know, or just that topic. And, and it was like, if you're on an airplane and on that airplane, they give you a cup and put the soda in the cup, but you want the can, you know, be like, Hey, excuse me, can I please have the can? What's the worst that they can happen? They'll say, no, <laughs> what? They're not going to give you the can of soda. Like, right. And then, and then what, if they don't, okay. So no. So that, that really cultivated my, my mindset of like, let me start working on the power questions. Let me learn more about questions, asking questions, getting more comfortable in questions. And right now I'm thinking two ways of going with, with continuing with this one is I'm going to go this way. You know, how do people get more comfortable and, and challenging themselves and get finding comfort and discomfort? And, and the answer that I've found and, and through personal experience has, has been true is by putting yourself in those situations, right? You know, that, that image of here's the circle, you're in the circle, that's where you are, and outside of the circle is where the magic happens, right? So when I, when I was in college, undergrad, one of my first classes, I was terrified, terrified. I wouldn't, I wouldn't speak up, but I said to myself, that, I, I got to change that. And how, how did I change that? I challenged myself every single class to ask at least one question, even if it was, can you please repeat that? And over time, over a few years, I became the person my colleagues went to and be like, yeah, Mitch, you do the presentation. You do it. You know, so that was one thing. Uh, another thing that I wanted to say was a book by Brian Grazer. Brian Grazer is a Hollywood mo uh, movie producer. He yeah. has a book, um, The Curious Mind. And his story is so fascinating, fascinating to me. And how it was through questions that he got to where he is. It's He didn't seek being a Hollywood movie producer. I mean, that he just, he was in the right place at the right time and then went and, and challenged things and asked simple questions to the point where the curious mind, I, I love, his, his, that's the name of his book, he is too. And, and so asking those questions, if you don't ask, you don't know, you can't learn, you can't grow. And anyway, questions are powerful. How, again, in the intention of the question, how we word it, the, you know, can you tell me more about that or, why did you do that? Right. So different. So oh, yeah. different. It's a great point. I'm so yeah. glad you said that. Yeah. So, so like, you know, from a coaching standpoint, this is, uh, I, I had to be trained. I had to develop a skill to do this. I've always had a curiosity. So I think that's kind of what drove me to, to the place where I'm at is it's like, uh, you know, I'm interested in you. What makes you tick? And why, why are you the way you are? You know, and, and I want to celebrate that with you. So the power of a question is this. Um, anytime that I want to, uh, that I'm working with a client mm -hmm. and, um, um, if, if I, if I lead with a why question, what happens? I put people like on their heels. They're, they're in a defense mode, right? Defensive. Yeah. yeah. Why, why didn't you get this done, Mitchell? What, if I, if I actually tweak that and which it can be tweaked in so many ways. Well, it's just a simple way to do it is, yeah. is to say, oh, you, so you didn't get that done. Okay. What, what, what came up that you didn't expect, right? I'm going to assume positive intent, not negative intent. And, and even if I assume positive intent, but I lead with the why question, you may think improperly or incorrectly that I'm assuming negative intent, you're backpedaling. So now we're going to lead with what's and how's before we get to the why's. The why still needs to happen. Right. But but if I come in there and and I say okay, the question was is what got in the way that you didn't expect on that is it, you know and, and you come back and you start to explain, well, actually a manager from another department pulled me into a project. They told me it was really urgent right. and I helped them. Oh, okay. 
how, how can we prevent that from happening again? So now, see, I want to give that back to you rather than me telling you, don't ever do that again. Mitchell, when I give you that task, I expect you to get it. No, that's, that's command and control. Now, what I want to be able to work with, whether I am in a manager-employee relationship or when I'm teaching leadership to, to business clients, is we want to get it into a spot that we have to understand people didn't mean, most people don't mean to go in and screw up. They don't mean to miss a deadline. They don't mean to miss the mark on something. And if I always lead that way as the manager, the boss, I am creating gaps. I'm, I'm creating mistrust. I'm creating doubt. I'm creating all the things that we've talked about earlier on this podcast that we're trying to avoid. So let's, let's enter into it with like, okay, what context did I fail to set around that? What, what goals do like us as managers need to have so that, you know, they don't come in and try and steal your employees time. Like maybe we need to create some boundaries on that. And, um, but, but if I didn't, if I fail to set context, like, Mitchell, this is a really huge project. We need to have this done by Thursday at four. It has to be done by Thursday at four. And here's why. Yeah. Like that's where we want to go with it. Yeah. So, so that, 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 what you just said brought a lot of things to my mind. Uh, and it wraps, you know, the theme of our conversation that we've always have is always uh, human development. Yes. Positive approach. I, I love it. I love it. So a lot of things that you just said, right rang at a few different points in our conversation, benefit of the doubt, giving people the benefit of the doubt, right? You know, fool me once, shame on me, fool me twice, whatever. You know, right. there's, some, there's some reality to giving people the benefit of the doubt, but in general, we should try to be a little bit more, you know, in, in that mindset. And, and, you know, the way we lead, right? The way, what you were just saying is how, what's the context? How are we approaching people? And if we can go and lead in a more uplifting more inspiring way, right? And tapping into the passion of other people, that wouldn't just be beneficial for you, but it's beneficial for the employee. It's beneficial for the culture. It's beneficial for the team. It's better, right? It's, it's looking at these things. Like you want to you retain employees, you want employee retention, which a lot of people have issues with. Well, what are your values and how are you getting them across to other people? How are you leading, right? So when you're talking about, you know, what questions are you asking them? Another question could be, you know, was there something about this project that I might have been able to put in place to allow it to have been more uh, accessible to reach? Or, mm. or that's just one that pops in my head. Obviously, you could, you could tweak that in so many different ways. But, but saying, you know, what support does your department need or do you need in this company to excel at these big projects? You know, mm-hmm. um, and, and, and so, again, what energy, what route we choose to take doesn't affect only our lives, but the people around us as well. And so, yeah, it's just this, what you're talking about right now to be in a role that you're in to understand these things is so important. It is obvious that you studied this and that you have invested in learning these things because I will routinely work with people that are in leadership roles that may have been in leadership roles for decades, even that don't understand the principles you just talked about. And here's why they lead the way they were led and they never try to grow. Like they just don't know they're, they're too busy trying to respond to the fires that need to be put out. They're too busy 
being busy, right? And so they don't invest in their growth and they then they leave all of this on the table. And here, if you think about leadership as like, I saw an illustration visually done on stage once. I thought it was brilliant. The, uh, the, the presenter brought a stepladder onto the stage and, and showed that on this step, this step, these are different levels in leadership. Now, if we have a leader that's on step three, that is not growing. We've put them in there. We don't develop that person. She's not grown. She hasn't learned this, or maybe there's insecurity along with the inexperience. Maybe there's even immaturity involved. Those are three I words that are so huge, insecurity, immaturity, and uh, inexperience. If we have them at, at the third step, but there's people that are under them that have the potential to go to the fourth step or the fifth step, If we have somebody who's insecure on the third step, they're going to not develop them. They're going to restrict them because they're worried that they won't have an opportunity. What happens then? If they eclipse me, that's supposed to be my next thing. What we need to have is self-awareness. We need to have self-confidence. We need to have leaders that that are continually growing. Coming back to what I was saying, 40, 50, 60-year-old people that have not learned stuff that you already know, I run into this a lot. So this is this is Mitchell Harris's opportunity, right? You, you know, don't lose this. And if you're listening to this podcast and you're thinking these things like, so what do you do with it? Well, I'm going to toss that back to you. What do you do with it? What what can you, Mitchell, what comes to mind for you to like help help your, your company or help somebody else that's maybe outside your company? This is a colleague that you have, or, or it, maybe it's in a place that you volunteer. How do you help teach what you know? Great question. I, I first want to go back, you know, something that you've been saying, you know, what are the intentions of the people we're working with, right? And, and uh, are we giving them the benefit of the doubt? And then how do we incorporate how we want it to change? So when we give those messages and not giving them in a negative way, like, well, why didn't you do that? Right? Being more focused, right? So what's the difference? What's the tweak in this? It's the being the mindset of being more solution and goal oriented. And, and if the goal is to have that person grow in your company and have projects done better and keep them, then, well, how you approach that, you'll, you'll think about it differently. And so now going to, to your, your last question, you know, how, how does someone change their mindset? Well, I think, I think where it starts is, you know, where we also say to kind of avoid, but uh, going back to that phone, going back to that internet, going back to these social medias and taking a look at, well, who am I currently following? Let me go through today and see, you know what? Here's a person I see they posted this typically, you know, because we're connected with so many people on these social media apps and device, you know, websites and, and you don't have to follow everyone, you know, just because you interacted with someone once at a party 10 years ago, or five years ago, or three years ago, or it was a colleague, you know, most of the time we're not interacting with it anyway. So if you click unfollow, and then you intentionally choose who to follow, so that Mm. you're putting specific type of content in front of you right? What books are you reading? What TV shows are you watching? What language are you using? It's a process. This thing doesn't, these, these types of things don't happen overnight. They don't happen. You don't just close your eyes, wake up and boom, you're, you're a different person. Yeah. Well, you, you are, right? If you intentionally make the change incremental, don't take in a huge chunk, you know, you got to do small steps every day, small steps every day. And you know, that, that 1% shift over time becomes Huge. It's huge. Such yeah. a great point. You know, and, and you mentioned like what, what things are you watching? Right. Um, here's, here's what I've run into before is, and I started to build training around busyness. And I realized that 
people that are overly busy, um, they're, they, they don't want this or the fact that they're misguided about time. Okay. They don't want mm. this. What they, what they wanted to see was how they could accelerate. That's why I changed the name of the program. It was the same kind of training, but people here get too busy because, and they'll say things like, I didn't have time to get that done. Um, uh, yeah, I'm too busy. Those are like the two main excuses that you would hear. Right. But then they would share maybe on social media that they binge watched something on Netflix all weekend uh, <laughs> or in the evening, right? Guilty, so listen, guilty. I'm not, oh, listen, yeah. we're all guilty of it. Yeah, I'm yeah. not saying it's wrong to do that. Right. However, if you're going to use that as an excuse and then you're going to complain about your lack of growth, your lack of development, and you're not taking ownership of your life and the direction of, of which it is going and you want to blame it on Netflix or, or binge watching, or you're not like, that's the first thing I guess I would blame it on. It's like, Hey, if you want to get serious about it, take ownership of that and let's cut this out. Absolutely. For everything we say, there's, there's the counter, right? Everything we say, someone could play the devil's advocate and that, and, and it can, it, it could be your internal dialogue being that ad, the, the, the alternative, or it can be an actual person in front of you, you yeah. know? So, so, you know, again, the, the intentional choices we make and how we try to, again, focus on the positive, focus on how can we make it better, right? Because it doesn't feel good to, to be in pain or in discomfort, right? But, you know, but it, sometimes you have to be in that situation, that discomfort, that pain to grow, right? So we mm. also have to recognize that that's an important thing, right? Also recognizing that growth isn't always comfortable, right? Mm. You have to make some, you know, it's easier going back. It's easier to sit down and watch TV than to do some of these other self-development things temporarily yeah in this moment it's easier down the road might not be as easier right it might yeah. th make things down the road more difficult right so how do you how do you do these shifts it's it's you don't just completely go cold turkey right you don't just stop completely some people maybe they can but but i'd, I'd challenge anyone listening if you if you have any of these you know um relate to the things we're talking about. See if you could sit down with yourself for 10 minutes, no phone, no music, no TV, just in silence. Mm. And don't you think if you, if, if, if that's a challenge, which it is for me still, I mean, I, and I try to do that, right? There's something interesting about that. Why can't you sit for a few minutes with, with you know, your, your thoughts will race, you know, that's okay. Uh, you know, that's, that's natural, that will happen. But why is it so difficult to sit still? I don't know. I mean, I, I we could get on that could be another 30, 45 or more hours. Oh yeah, we could do this all day. <laughs> but the, yeah, absolutely, but that's the challenge, right? If we yeah. if there's if there's a challenge, you know, the things we're talking about if you're like, "No, I'm I'm good. I don't mind watching 3 hours of TV a day and I don't mind not developing." Okay, fine. Um that's okay. I'm not going to change you. We're not going to change you. It has to come from yourself. But but a simple test I think would be that 5-10 minute sit down, see how that experience is. And to, to recognize that there, you know, whatever you're going through, uh, whatever you're going through, bad, good, or, or other, it could be better if you want it to be. And it's not going to always, just by saying it could be better, it's not going to be better like this, right? It took you, you went through those struggles the thousands upon thousands of times you said, I should quit. I should stop. I shouldn't keep pursuing leadership, you know, leadership through values, right? The, the unbusy leader topic, Right. But you didn't. You stuck through it, uh, which I'm so grateful for. And, and I'm sure thousands upon thousands of people, if they're not grateful for it yet, they will be soon. 
because yeah. they're going to discover you. The people who haven't discovered you, they're on their way. And, and listen, right back at you, because people who haven't heard you speak before, did you say this was your first podcast? Yeah, I got so hyped about this. Dude, this Thank is you awesome. So much. Like, you're a rock star. It's going to happen. People are going to hear it, and they're going to want to interview Mitchell Dean Harris because they hear what you have to say. They see the value, and they want to be part of that. Like, this is the cool thing. So so as we wind down here, yeah. um, now you're based in New York City, correct? That's correct. Okay. Yeah. So um, obviously... I'm in Iowa. So ge- geographic boundaries don't really matter a whole lot anymore in this day and age because of phone and Zoom and whatever conference conferencing you like to use. Right. But how can people get a hold of you and what might they want to get a hold of you about? Like this is your opportunity to talk a little bit about what your job is and sure. put a little plug in for that. I want you to be able to share. So people that are connecting with what your message has been, maybe want to go like, ooh, like, I really like who he is as a person. What does he have? Oh, he's got a service that I need. So let us know. Okay, cool. So, so, you know, when it comes to the positive messaging, I'm there, you know, you said my name a few times, Mitchell Dean Harris, and that's how you find me on social media. M-I-T-C-H-E-L-L-D-E-A-N-H-A-R-R-I-S. Find me on LinkedIn. And and I like to share the positivity through my posts, experiences, um, I love LinkedIn. LinkedIn is so powerful. That that's a conversation that could be another time. Right. Uh, you know, if used properly, who are you following? Um, and you know, what I'm currently doing is I'm working for a company called JustWorks, and and it's an incredible company. What they do, their goal, they're designed in a way to make it that small to mid-sized businesses can thrive and focus on what matters to them. What's their mission? How can they not get stuck in the busy work of HR, payroll? compliance and benefits that could take hours and hours each week. So this company is tech forward, won awards for their incredible 24-7 customer service, right? And more. I'm just so grateful. The values that they hold are incredible. I'm just going to read a quote that was mentioned in our meeting yesterday. We are at our best and we are helping others to become their best. You hear that? This is a value. This is a message that we're spending time during a meeting where there's over 500 employees together talking about at our best when we're helping others be at their best. I mean, that is a value I am proud to work for and others. So just works. Feel free to message me on LinkedIn. Uh, my email is mitchelldeanharris at gmail.com. Uh, that's my personal email. And uh, would love to hear any thoughts, comments, or questions. I, I'm, I'm you know, one thing that I like to do is I, if someone sends me a message, I respond. So, you know, it's one of my pet peeves and, and I will continue to be doing that for as long as I possibly can, because the value of connection is important to me. So thank you for giving me the opportunity to share a little bit about that. And I, yeah. I love your questions. You said how great, you know, I may have done this this time, but um, for my first podcast, but let me tell you, uh, I'm only as great as the person I'm with, right? You gave me the you, you made it so comfortable. It's so easy and comfortable to speak with you. You know, the values you hold come right through. I'm just, thank you for this opportunity. And yeah, you're welcome. Awesome. Yeah, I'm, is, I'm so excited good. for more conversations. <laughs> oh, this does it. Yeah. We're going to do more. I promise you that. And it awesome. might be more podcasts too. So, so um, I'll put those links to your company, your email, all those things in our show notes. And um, yeah, I just want to thank you again for being a guest. I had so much fun. Many of these times when we, we say this, and I truly mean this. Um, so it's never lip service is, 
I think that we could have podcasted or carried this conversation on for another hour or two until we're like Easily. mentally exhausted, right? You know, yeah. so you so energize you. me. Your your topics <laughs> and what you have to share energizes me. So I could have yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, thank you again for 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 being the guest and uh man, best of luck to all uh everything that you're doing and, and raising that beautiful family that you've got.